Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Oh, ah! What the f*** did that for? Hey! That was... Don't swear. What are we? Werewolves, not swearwolves. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you done fucked up so bad that your lawyer needs his own lawyer, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, April 13th, 2018, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap edition of the show where we learn all about Trump's neutered pit bull, Michael Cohen. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast is brought to you by me, Vinny Scarpacci, Esquire, attorney at law, the lawyer's lawyer. Are you a legal professional who needs legal professionals? Call me, Vinny Scarpacci, the lawyer's lawyer. Vinny Scarpacci has over three years of experience as a working lawyer and 23 years of experience in the law library at Shawagon Correctional Facility. You think you representative from Shady Fox, you got nothing on me. Vinny Scarpacci does not care or even want to know the criminal shit you did. All he needs to know is will your check clear on time. If you need some references, Vinny Scarpacci personally represented some very upright men. You might even say, they had it made. If you were a lawyer who needs help out of a jam, call me, Vinny Scarpacci. I'm your man. What can I do for you, big man? Our boy Harold called from the pen, said you're stalling his case. Do you see some more green? I don't get paid. I don't work. We paid you. 5000 That's long gone, Eddie. Now, look, I could tell you that half of it went to an aerial photo expert. He's going to blow the state's case by showing that the DEA violated the airspace over Harold's farm by flying too low. I could also tell you that I got to fly that guy in from New York City, get him to testify, put him up in a hotel and all that kind of stuff. But you don't need to know that. All you need to know is that we had a deal. It's time to refill the tank. What? Another five grand? Ten. He wants to fly business. He wants a first-class hotel. And we want Harold back on the farm. He's our best farmer, if you know what I mean. I don't, and I don't want to. Now look, either pay me or go with a public defender. He won't know much about airspace, but... You gonna count it? I just did. Keep that rubber on the road, Eddie. This is one of those weeks when I probably should just screw breaking news because the time I finish this paragraph, something new and worse will have already happened. Honestly, my Twitter feed is like a fucking stock ticker. Still, sometimes you have to roll the hard six. I'd pick one topic and run like hell for the door, so fuck it, I'm doing the Cohen story. Lawyers, man. You can't live with them, and you can't fill a container ship with a few thousand of them and sink it to the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Good. Good start. Partly because they're ostensibly human beings, but mostly it's, it's a pollution thing. I mean, haven't we done enough to the ocean already? But still, in my life, I've needed a lawyer a time or two, and not just for paternity suits. It might be hard for you, dear listener, to imagine, but through the years, I've had people say some... Frankly, hurtful things about me. Pathetic, egomaniacal frat boy. Pathetic and egomaniacal I may be, but I have never been in a fraternity. 
So I had to sue for libel and defamation. And if you sue, you need yourself a lawyer. And if you need yourself a lawyer, you want the most vicious, cutthroat fuck lawyer you can find. And it would be unfair for me to say all lawyers are ruthless bastards who are less concerned with the finer points of law and justice than just, say, kicking the shit out of their opponent in the courtroom. I'm sure there are plenty of those out there. It's just that you don't want any of them working for you personally. No way. You want a lawyer who will stop at nothing to vigorously defend you, their client. I mean, you want a lawyer where winning is everything and nothing else matters. You want a Dave Kleinfeld, a, a Maurice Levy, a Leo F. Drummond, a Saul Goodman, a Michael fucking Cohen. A guy who is willing to do anything to get the job done, no matter how shady, how unethical, how illegal. You want that guy. We have a breaking news just in the New York Times uh, just reported that the FBI today raided the offices of President Trump's longtime attorney, Michael Cohen, seizing records related to multiple topics, uh, including uh, on that payment to adult film actress Stormy Daniels. Okay, maybe not that guy. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Cohen may be shady as fuck, but uh, he ain't very good. Michael Dean Cohen, born in Long Island, 1966, attended American University in New Washington, D.C. for his undergraduate degree. It's my safety school, my fail-safe. And then the independent Cooley Law School for his Juris Doctorate. Here's some fun facts about Cooley from Wikipedia. According to Cooley's American Bar Association required disclosure, only 27.4% of graduates from the class of 2015 obtained full-time long-term bar passage required for employment nine months after graduation. 23.8% of graduates were un unemployed nine months after graduation, and only 53% of the graduates managed to pass the Michigan Bar Exam on their first attempt of July 2017, well below the 83% average of the other Michigan law schools. And exactly Harvard material. He started practicing in New York City as a personal injury attorney, because of course he did. And then as a corporate lawyer for a cruise line, he ran as a Republican for the New York City Council in 2003, where he received a shade over 4,000 votes and was soundly defeated by a 3-1 to one margin by the Democrat. He briefly ran for a seat in the New York State Senate in 2010, but dropped out early on. And, importantly for our story today, he joined the Trump Organization in 2006. What Cohen did for Trump is not exactly what most people think of as lawyering. In a Twitter thread, NPR's Adam Davidson summed up Cohen's role rather succinctly, quote, Michael Cohen is the most important non-Trump in the Trump business world. He oversaw nearly all the foreign deals in the Trump org as it shifted his focus to sketchy third-tier overseas oligarchs. He was not part of the Trump org legal team in any real sense. He was a deal maker, the only non-Trump deal maker doing all those international deals. He, Ivanka and Don Jr. were the entire global development team at the time when the company was exploring dozens of deals all over the world. We know, of course, that the Trump org did business with corrupt politicians, sanctions violators, money launders, etc. He is also the most obvious link between Trump and Russia. In none of these deals, he was he acting as a traditional lawyer other than the president, no no one knows as much as Cohen. He had always been a fixer slash deal maker, so the move to his new private firm seemed solely designed to provide attorney-client privilege, to get his documents out of the Trump organ into a private office. This moment is what Trump has been terrified of and trying to avoid since long before Comey was fired and Mueller appointed. Short of Ivanka or Don Jr. flipping, Cohen is the key witness." 
unquote. That sounds rather ominous. An article in Rolling Stone sketches out the myriad shady-ass shit he's been up to for decades. Everything from misplacing a check for 350000 bucks from a Russian hockey player to some other Russian that he knew or helping money launderers purchase condos in Florida. And coincidentally, right around the time Mikey joined the Trump organization, quote, an investigation by Reuters found that at least 63 individuals with Russian passports or addresses have bought at least $98.4 million worth of property in seven Trump-branded luxury towers. And that was a conservative estimate. At least 703, or about one-third of the 2044 units, were owned by limited liability corporations, or LLCs, which could conceal the property's true owners. Executives from Gazprom and other Russian natural resource giants also own units in Trump's Sunny Isle Towers, unquote. Cohen is balls deep in Russian money, and the primary conduit between the Trump family and pretty much every shady dime of fucking Russian money flowing into their bank accounts. If you want to know how Donnie got got tied up with the Russian shit in the first place long before he thought about running for president, look no further than the pers- his personal lawyer, Michael Cohen. Allegedly, I should say that for legal purposes. And now, all of his records, including, according to sources, recordings of him with all sorts of people in the Trump Organization and Trump White House, are in the hands of the FBI and the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Manhattan. <laughs> This, as you can imagine, has infuriated the tiny-fingered fucktarian in the White House, who, after the FBI raided everything Cohen-related, including presumably shining a light up Cohen's criminal asshole, Trump referred to everything as disgraceful. Honestly, you could not drive a sewing needle up Trump's ass with a pneumatic hammer right now. The look on his face was not of one of the man who's unjustly accused, but that delicious look of fear and shock that can only be seen on the face of a man who's just realized his skidmark jockeys are about to be streaming on live television for all the world to see. Is it a disaster for Trump? It's a tie, Dad. According to court filings, the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York executed search warrants for bank fraud, election law violations, and conspiracy. You already know this is bad, but let me explain to you how bad this is. For a warrant to be issued on a lawyer that breaks attorney-client privilege, you need to demonstrate to a magistrate that not only does said lawyer possess material evidence of a crime, but that said lawyer is or had committed said crime with his client. This is just for a regular-ass lawyer, some dipshit mob lawyer or some doofus who's representing their drug dealer client. And still the standard of evidence to break attorney-client privilege is way higher than an average search warrant. For the lawyer being searched to be the personal lawyer of the President of the United States, the level of evidence is higher than the fucking Washington Monument. This was reviewed and signed off from the top of the Justice Department. Hey, Rod Rosenstein. Good to know you won't have a job much longer. And since this has happened, someone done fucked up real good. And that someone's very likely to be the aforementioned chief executive of the United States. You know, the guy who whined on Twitter that attorney-client privilege is dead. But you know what, Donnie Dinko? For attorney-client privilege to apply, the other guy, the criminal attorney, has to be, you know, your attorney, not your co-conspirator. 
Cohen isn't Trump's attorney, say like Alan Garten, the guy who does the real estate law for Trump, or Mark Kazowitz, the guy who defends Trump when he defrauds students at a fake university. He isn't even Jay Goldberg, the guy that handles his divorces. He's not your lawyer, Donnie. He's your goon. There is no boss goon privilege. Cohen has had the job of being Trump's pit bull his fixer. He even carries the nickname Tom after Tom Hagen, the consigliere from the fucking Godfather. Mike, uh, why am I out? You're not a wartime consigliere, Tom. Things may get rough with the move we're trying. When Donnie had problems, he sent Michael to take care of them, which explains why Cohen was dropping money all over porn actresses like rose petals on a bed to buy their silence. Problem was, Mike was very, very bad at the law part of being a lawyer, and he left a paper trail so far so large a mole rat wearing blinders could follow it right back to his boss. This guy doesn't go to court and argue cases, he doesn't write contracts, he doesn't take depositions, or even offer legal advice to Trump. He talks to shady people and threatens Trump's enemies. He told the Daily Beast reporter in 2015, quote, I will make sure that you and I meet one day while we're in the courthouse, and I will take you for every penny you still don't have. I will come after to you and your daily beast and everybody else you possibly know. So I'm warning you, tread very fucking lightly because what I'm going to do to you is going to be fucking disgusting. You understand me? Unquote. Michael Cohen is not now, nor has he ever been, Trump's actual lawyer. He's a go-between, a mouthpiece, a cog in a criminal syndicate. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. Michael Cohen is Roy Cohn Mark II. Who is Roy Cohn? Well, my young pod friends, if you've heard the name Roy Cohn at all, which you haven't, it was probably here. Because you got your history from MTV when you were a teenager and MTV still played music. To tell the story of who Roy Cohn is, we need to step into the Wayback. Our way back this week finds us in April of 1954, and Roy Marcus Cohn was a lawyer rising to prominence during the McCarthy Red Scare during the Army McCarthy hearings. He was also part of the successful prosecution of Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, who you might remember, though you don't, sold our hydrogen bomb secrets to the Soviets. Very, very he went on to work with McCarthy until that drunk fuck his eventual downfall and then went into private practice for various low-life scumbags in New York City, which is how he came to represent the low-life scumbag that is smearing chicken grease all over the Roosevelt desk even as we speak. You see, back in 1979, a young and puckish douche came to Manhattan from Queens with nothing more than a dream and a few million dollars of daddy's money and the desire to make it in Manhattan real estate. Young Donnie was quite the social butterfly and in those days ran into Cone at a chic members only night spot. Trump got into talking with Roy and he told him that the government had just filed suit against his company saying that they discriminated against blacks. What do you think I should do? Trump asked. Cone told Trump, tell him to go to hell and fight the thing in court. Let him prove you discriminated. 
After this, Donnie had himself a lawyer. As described in a 2017 Vanity Fair article by Marie Brenner, quote, the evidence was damning. At 39 Trump-owned properties, according to the Department of Justice lawsuit, widespread practices were used to avoid renting to blacks, including implementing a secret code. When a prospective black renter would apply for an apartment, the paperwork would allegedly be marked with a C indicating color, a charge that, if true, would constitute a violation of the Fair Housing Act. Nevertheless, the Trumps countersued the government. It just stunned me, the lawyer and journalist Stephen Brill recently recalled. They actually got reporters to appear for a press conference where they announced that they were suing the Justice Department for defamation for $100 million. You couldn't just get through your second day of law school without knowing it was a totally bogus law school suit. And of course, it was thrown out. Under his guidance, the Trumps, under Roy Cohn's guidance, the Trumps settled by agreeing to stipulations to prevent future discrimination at their properties, but they came away without admitting guilt, unquote. Trump and Cohn's relationship was not just a legal one. Cohn would shape much of Trump's worldview and how he reacted to threats both real and perceived. From the author Sam Roberts, the essence of Cohn's influence of Trump was the triad, quote, Roy was a master of situational immorality. He worked with a three-dimensional strategy, which was one, never settle, never surrender, two, counterattack, countersue immediately, and three, no matter what happens, no matter how deeply into the muck you get, claim victory and never admit defeat. As the columnist Liz Smith once observed, Donald lost his moral compass when he made an alliance with Roy Cohn, unquote. Essentially, Roy Cohn created the Donald Trump of today. Without Roy Cohn, Donald Trump would be extremely rich. He would just be another one of any number of extremely rich douchebags in New York City real estate, but he would almost certainly not be the president. And Trump treasured Cohn and repaid Cohn's efforts handsomely for years, even through Cohn's eventual disbarment for corruption and fraud, Trump stuck by him. Right up until the time Cohn became inconveniently embarrassing by dying of AIDS. Oh, I mean, Cohn never admitted he was publicly gay, publicly gay, and he certainly never admitted he was dying of AIDS. This was the 80s, after all. But it wasn't any real secret in society gossip, and it was tolerated right up until the time Roy became obviously ill, and the New York society in general, and Trump in particular, dropped him like a diseased potato. A great, great friend. Not that Donald overtly caught him off. That's not the way Roy Cohn taught Don to behave. No, Trump... He just ghosted him. From the same Vanity or Fair article, quote, Cohn asked Trump, could he give him a hotel room for his lover who was dying of AIDS? A room was found at the Barbizon Plaza Hotel. Months passed. Then Cohn got a bill. Then another. But Trump refused to pay. At some point, according to the New York Times, Trump then presented Cohn with a thank you gift for decades of favors. A pair of diamond cufflinks. The diamonds turned out to be fakes, unquote. Karma is such a bitch, Roy. Roy Cohn did the same sort of things for Trump that Michael Cohen did, and for his trouble, he was disavowed when it became inconvenient and given a pair of fake fucking diamond cufflinks as a way of thanking him for all he's done. And this was on his deathbed. That's the thanks you get for being a goon for Donald J. Trump. Michael Cohen has said that he would, quote, jump out of a building, unquote, before he turns on Trump. Well, Mike, 
when they scrape your gooey remains into the body bag, your family can expect a lovely parting gift from the Trumps, purchased from the bubblegum machine outside of a DC dollar store. Thank you for your service. Throughout Trump's perplexing rise to the presidency, anyone who knew anything at all about Trump has been baffled as to why he would risk his comfy position and wealth for the glaring spotlight of the presidency. Everyone knew he was deep in some very shady shit, and only a complete fucking moron would run the risk of exposing themselves to criminal prosecution by going into politics. You simply cannot associate with the people Trump has associated with all of his life and not be up to some kind of criminality. It's New York real estate, for fucking Christ's sakes. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. A guy like Michael Cohen has been on the front lines of every dubious deal scandal, backroom double cross and dirty money movement in the Trump empire since 2006. Without question, Mueller's team found some serious evidence that Cohen has done some dirty deeds and is in some serious fucking trouble right now. He has exactly one hope that Trump is stupid enough to pardon his fool ass. Come on, man, he's not that stupid. Oh, he totally is. Problem is, that pardon don't mean shit to New York State. And if he does get a pardon, the U.S. attorney is going to put all that evidence on a cart and wheel it right on over to the New York State Attorney General's office and Cohen heads upstate to Sing Sing for a long, long time. So, Mike, are you sure about jumping out that building for Don? I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. You could cut ties with all the lies that you've been living in. Because all you're going to get is a cheap pair of fake cufflinks and a long stay in a very bad prison. If Roy Cohn's dead corpse could crawl out of the grave and whisper in her ear, he would tell you to flip and flip now. Save yourself, Mike, because Daddy Don ain't going to do shit for you. And as for you and me and the rest of America, pod friends, well, y'all need to hold on to your butts. Because things are about to get bumpy. Trump is totally going to fire Mueller. Hell, he may have already fired Mueller by the time you hear this. Hell, he may be fired now and I just don't know it yet. I've been off Twitter for at least an hour while I've been recording. When that happens, when he fires Mueller, shit, I honestly don't know what's going to happen. When Nixon fired Archibald Cox, it was the end of his presidency. When Trump fires Mueller, the way things are today, his people will be like, uh... Yeah, so what? While the rest of decent America will be like, Oh, Jesus Christ. Holy shit. The real news will be talking about the end of the presidency. Fox News will even be saying it's the best thing that's happened since white people are talking about panda fucking. I mean, Paul Ryan knows it's going to happen. It's one of the reasons that little fuck is bolting for the doors. And Mitch McConnell will just turtle up in his shell and try to weed out the firestorm. I am serious. I have no idea what happens when Trump fires Mueller. And it's scary as shit. And I don't know what Mueller's found. I have no idea if Trump was all in on the Russia thing. It's possible. It's equally possible Mueller's found that Trump is over a long career of grifting, stealing, lying, intimidating, money laundering, conspiracy, and fraud, and sexual assault. Has nothing, done nothing more than, you know, conned, stole, lied, intimidate, laundered money, and committed sexual assaults. Actually, that is definitely what he's found because none of that was even a secret. We just sort of let it slide until he made it so obvious we had to do something about it. 
You know, when he started doing it on a national scale right there in the fucking White House in front of everybody. The fall of Michael Cohen is the precursor, however, of the fall of Donald Trump and an object lesson to rich douchebags everywhere. Roy Cohn will tell you, you can be rich, you can be corrupt, you can even be famous, but you cannot be rich, corrupt, famous, and a politician because all the shit you did to become the first three will catch up to you on the fourth. And karma is a cold, vindictive, heartless motherfucker who will come at you when you think you are on top of the world and take every last thing you have, leaving you a bald, fat man whose skin tone matches his jumpsuit. And you will deserve it. And also, that bald, fat man in his orange jumpsuit will desert you on your deathbed like nothing you ever did for him even matters. Think about that, Michael Cohen right up in the teletime that you go to jail. <laughs> that is it for our show this week. So much news. Syria, Paul Ryan, Mark Zuckerberg with his emotion chip turned off in front of Congress. The world is on fucking fire right now. It's a heady time to be a podcast, my friends. A heady time. And to think right before the 2016 election, I thought it would turn this podcast into a live play role-playing gaming show. <laughs> God, I wish I was doing that right now. Speaking of doing things you wish you weren't, rate and review this show wherever you get your podcast. That way, other people will listen to it and think to themselves, Really wish we hadn't done that. If you have regrets, but only a few, you can get a few more by following the show on Twitter at the Hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook. All of these regrettable episodes are on SoundCloud at the show name and at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave the Fixer Bledsoe, producer of the Pitbull Puppy Gavin, and all the other fictional muscle on this show, we want to say, if you're having trouble with the pesky feds, they're giving you the blues, they want to prosecute, take the plea instead, that's what you've got to do. We'll see you all next week. I'm always home. Call me in it. Problems in your life with love. You got a broken heart. She double dealing with your best friend. That's when the teardrops start bubbling. Pick up the phone. I'm here alone. I'll make a social call. Come right in. Get about him. We'll have ourselves a ball. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. And they're done dirt cheap. Dirty deeds and they're done dirt cheap. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.